Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hello, 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 everyone. This is Derek here with you, Backpacking and Blisters, hiking for buried treasure. And uh, I'm here with the man who would rather go hunting for garage shell items at 5 a.m. than sleep in on a Saturday morning. Mm. Carl Mandrioli, um, tell us more about this special episode. And, and before you begin, uh, let me just state that I know nothing about this episode. And I will be on the chopping block yet again. For the love of the podcast, I leave There's the no chopping block. There's a chopping block. It's more of my own chopping block, but still, okay. I'm gonna lay, hand the keys to the car over to you, and uh, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm more along for the ride. And I'm I'm kind of excited about this. So let's yeah. hunt for some buried treasure, and uh, let's see how it turns out. Right. So actually, before I jump in, I always have a little tidbit, and I saw the most recent Star Wars movie this past weekend. Don't tell me I haven't seen it yet. I know, I know, but I think by the time this episode comes out, like most Star Wars fans will have seen it at some point. I'm not going to, there's no spoilers or anything. I just, it kind of relates to the podcast. Well, a couple, a couple ways, first of all. First one was I was, I sat down and kind of diagonally behind me was the mailbox guy, Lance. He was sitting behind me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's so rad. That's so rad. And then I saw him today at the mailbox, and so I decided to talk to him about Star Wars and, you know, whether he liked the movie or not. So it, it kind of, it was it's a little, like a little bit budding icebreaker. relationship, you know? Yeah. So then, That's, then I followed him home. Okay. Creepy. Not really. Was he not more, really. was he more receptive <laughs> to the conversation? Was he? He, he took his, his Star Wars fandom seriously. He had a serious answer for wow. whether he liked the movie or not. And I, yeah, I guess I don't. I'm not. I like Star Wars, but I'm not as. Serious I'm, I'm in your about boat. It. Yeah, I love it, but I'm not like Star yeah. Trekky serious, you know. Yeah, and I didn't dress up or anything. <sighs> but and the, and the other way that it reminded me of this of this podcast was there's a line that that was repeated twice by Luke Skywalker, which reminds me of what I could say to you so many times during the podcast. Wait, don't say it, and I want to see if I can pick it up. Okay, next episode, I wanna, I'm want i going to ask you what the line was. All and right. I think you'll know, because he says it twice. It's like, I think the, the only line that he says twice. So, once kind of towards the beginning, once towards the end. Oh, wow. Okay. So, I got to watch the whole movie? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> got to make it through. <sighs> okay, fine. Yeah. So, that'll be a, a treasure that you search for on your own, speaking of treasure. All right. Speaking of buried treasure. So, I want to tell you a story that I have a sneaking suspicion that you've never heard of. Okay. But it's not... It's not like a secret story or anything. This is a story that's been published in a couple different magazines. It's all over the, the internet. And it's, I think the guy that I'm going to talk to you about was on the Today Show. So this is not really? something 
This is common knowledge to, I think, a lot of people out there. So, but I think you'll still find it interesting. Even if you've heard the story, like I always find new things when I kind of like investigate it. But it revolves around a guy who I think is about 85 years old and his name is Forrest Fenn. Hmm. Have you heard of him? No. Okay. He lives in New Mexico. Okay. Ring any bells? Mm, still cold. No. Okay. Still cold. So, I, so anyway, Forrest Fenn's this guy who was an art dealer before he retired and he's i guess relatively rich he amassed a fortune and rather than just kind of store it away or put it in a will he decided to um, use some of this the the money or some of the, the things he's kind of accumulated and he like created or he yeah he just made up like a treasure chest really and yeah and then he went and he hid it somewhere and he's basically like it's out there for anybody to find hmm so this story involves like how do you find this quote unquote buried treasure, even though it might not technically be buried. So I think where I'm going to take this episode is I'm going to tell you the story. I'm going to give you some. We're going to kind of break down some of the clues, and then I'm going to give you my reasons for why this could be an epic backpacking trip as we continue to find the you know go on our quest for the perfect hike, and. I'm also going to give you some some things to think about, some considerations and why this might not be a good idea. And then by the end of this episode, I want you to tell me, is this something that we got to add to the list? Are we going to go do this? Are we going to wow. take our group of guys and go hiking for buried treasure? You got to make the yeah. call. Is this worth exploring or not? Based upon the information okay. I give you. It's a lot, it's of, a lot pressure. of pressure. But And it's not just going to be me talking all the time. So feel free to, to jump in with questions. Oh, or, I will. Um, See, you, you can test Hello. my knowledge. You can react okay. to things I say. Fair enough. So I get some. Uh, I get some trivia for you later as well. So we'll see how smart you are. Okay. Hopefully related to the topic this time. <laughs> <laughs> this is about buried treasure, dude. So okay, we'll see how much. Yeah. We'll see how much googling and research you've done. So <laughs> I've done a lot, but probably not as much as I need to. All right. So so Forrest Fenn published a poem. And apparently in the poem, there's nine clues which tell you where the treasure is. And, and obviously, I don't think that we're going to be able to decipher the poem while we sit here. We can figure out where it is. Like, the, a lot of people have spent a lot of time trying to figure this out, and it's still out there. It's been out there for years. Okay. So I'm going to take you through each, I guess you call it, stanza of the poem. And oh. you can tell me, what, like, what you think or what comes to mind or if you have any ideas about, like, what, where it could be based upon some of these, these things. Or you can decipher some of these. Okay. And then, I, and then just from my own research, I can tell you whether these are correct or whether I don't know or whatever. And so I think, but the poem is pretty interesting and some of the kind of the facts and details are interesting. It definitely makes for an intriguing potential trip. The poem is called Where the Treasure Lies by Forrest Fenn. Here's the first stanza. Okay. He says, as I have gone alone in there and with my treasure bold, I can keep mm. my secret mm. where and hint of riches new and old. He doesn't want anybody to find this. Let's be honest. Like, really, that's so vague. I went in there. Well, Whoops. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that, yeah. There's there. You're right. It's pretty vague. So I think there's probably a clue in that stanza. I got no idea. I got nothing from that. Do you have anything from that? <laughs> I could, you could take that a million different way. I went in All there. Right. It could be uh, any place on earth. Um, you know. But I think in there replies that you're going in somewhere. So it's not just like an exposed Whoa. area, right? Well, I, no. I mean, what if it's like I'm going into the forest or the mountains? I mean, I'm, I don't know. I'm, uh, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, you know. Okay. 
Yeah. This is, this is why it's already fun. I like this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he gets more specific in the next stanza. Gosh. Yeah, he's, I told you he was. Forest Fen. Is this really in Forest? Like, did he go to the forest to, maybe that's a clue. You know, his name is Forest and he's going in there. Yeah, maybe he changed his name from like Mountain to Forest. It was Mountain maybe, Fen. I, I did, I did know a mountain, so. Okay. <laughs> that's possible. It is possible. That's possible. Okay, yeah. keep going. What's the next we, line? We could have a le- whole episode on crazy names I've heard, you know, since I'm a teacher. Like, I've got a long list. I got a, I got a few that could rival some of yours, so. Mm, let me just tell you one. I, we got we to gotta go down this rabbit hole. I will tell you, this is not one of my students, but somebody that's at my school currently. Okay. The first two letters of her name okay. are U and R. Er. Okay. Yeah, but it's, but it's pronounced, the full name is pronounced Your Royal Highness. Stop. Really? That's her okay. legit name. Yeah. That. So do you do you call her that in school? Well, like, she's not in my class, but um, she's got like siblings that have equally crazy names. But I feel like you know if a teacher's like, you know, she's like, hey, can I have a piece of paper? Yes, your royal highness. Like I feel like it's a mockery, but that's legit what, your name. What does her teacher say? I think by call her by name. Really? That's it. Okay, yeah. I, I'll give I'll give you one of mine. Well, okay. two. They're brothers. Uh, these are real names. Thunder and Steel are the kids' names. <laughs> okay. And yeah. um, I like that's kind of masculine. <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> these are like five year. These are like five year little boys, like back in the day. Yeah. No. When they're when they're five, it doesn't. It's kind yeah. of silly. But when they're like, you know, twenty five and they're buff and they're like throwing things around that are. Heavy, let's hope they get buff though. You know, let's hope they're not. You know, scrawny. Yeah. If they're kind of. Yeah. If they're. True. You know. Yeah. I think I still win that. I think I win the name battle there. Your Royal Highness, Thunder and Steel. Uh, let's, you know, we can throw that out to the, Come you know, on. post it on Come Facebook. On. Which one's crazier? Whatever. <laughs> let's see who wins All that. right, let's, let's get back to the poem. Back to Forest. Be- Here we go. Back to Forest. Okay, next stanza. Begin it where warm waters halt and take it in the canyon down. Not far, but too far to walk. Put in below the home of Brown. <laughs> <laughs> okay and brown is capitalized which i think matters because it could be like the home of brown trout for example okay okay um brown so is warm waters halt that's where you start warm waters halt i think i'm obviously thinking of a spring or something like that um i think when i hear what was there something about below something below take it into the canyon down so you're going down into take it into the canyon yeah. down okay so i mean I think I'm thinking obviously some type of cave canyon. I'm even thinking of a, I'm going to use this word cenote, which is in, uh, yeah, look it up. C E N O T E. It's like a hole in the ground. It's you find these in like, um, where was I? I was at Costa Rica and they have cenotes all over the place. Like giant holes in the ground Mm. with, they're like swimming holes with water in them. Right. So not to say that he went to Costa Rica to bury his treasure, but I think this is more referring to like America, right? So I think I'm more inclined knowing somewhat right. of the terrain around. Like, do we know if it's East Coast, West Coast? Is it like Rocky Mountains or something? Okay, good question. So they, it's been narrowed down to four different states. I think most people at this point sort of assume that it's in New Mexico because okay. that's where he lives and that's kind of where his heart is. But ah. there's, yeah, so the, yeah, the four states that people sort of assume that it's in, I think is, I want to say it's New Mexico... Colorado, Montana, or mm. Wyoming, I think are the four. And a lot of people have gone to, to Wyoming. A lot of people spent time there. It might require me to, to be a spelunker, you know, and go down 
to the depths a little bit. I don't know. So I think this this brings us to common sense, and we have to remember <laughs> that it's been there. The treasure's been there for a few years, but the dude is like he was like eighty when he put it there. So he's not going to be like flying all over the place unless he has some sort of special skills or he's just you know just young beyond his years. But so let, let me clarify here: is this one? chest of treasure or we don't know right one no it's one chest and you can do it um like a google search and, and he actually took a picture of it and you can kind of see what it's what it's like we'll, we'll post on the facebook page too I'll, okay I'll put a all right that's fair uh yeah, i guess but, depending on how big it is like you know that can't be easy to lug around unless you use some type right. of uh you know so think of me as the expert and throw these questions at me because i have some answers for you so like for example you might ask how much okay, does like this how weigh? well i was gonna say how much does the chest is how much is it estimated away? If you're looking at the picture, he's well. He actually because he's been done some interviews and he's kind of revealed some things, and so he says it's about forty two pounds. Does he want people to find this? That's a fair question, and I think we'll get into that later. But everything that he puts out there says yes, and it's just waiting for you. Another another thing is you know forty two pounds is a lot for a guy to carry, much less an eighty year old guy. And he did reveal that it did take him two trips from the car to complete the task two trips from the car hmm right interesting car right so it can't be super far from a road or a parking spot or something like that or even like so he did this at 80 ish ish okay so still up there uh from the car i mean how far what's your radius of travel from the car with a 42 pound chest so i think this takes us back to the poem where where there's a key phrase here Put in below the home of Brown. So in my mind, we we a put in is when you put a boat in the water. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling he he had you know a canoe or some sort of a, a boat where he could I don't know carry part of it and and paddle down because it says take it to the canyon down, which obviously waterways go down canyons. Right, right. Um, and it's not That's- it says not far but too far to walk. So he's not walking the whole way. Right. Okay. That I gathered. But if if is this like is could Brown be in reference to like a lake or a landmark for sure like cave type thing or something is there is there a brown lake in in like the rocky mountain i'm trying to think if there's a brown lake somewhere not that i know of not that i know one of the more um popular theories is i guess there's a brown ranch somewhere in new mexico that people are using kind of as a starting point with i think a water source pretty close by Uh. so that's that's the the most recent one but people have explored the whole brown trout theory too brown could be you know who knows it could be like a dead dog buried somewhere hmm that's awkward. Interesting. All right, let's go to the next stanza. Okay, go ahead. From there, it's no place for the meek. The end is ever drawing nigh. There'll be no paddle up your creek, just heavy loads and water high. Rapids. I think rapids. I think okay. rapids. Or deep deep water. Water's high, rapids, still, but there's, you're not going to paddle up the creek? I mean, yeah. I can paddle on. And, they, and he says creek, so we, we mentioned waterway, so, it, you know, there's different types of waterways, obviously, so, so possibly a creek. Yeah. So we're taking this kind of from the backpacking to the, uh, almost like the pack rafting sort of realm here, potentially. Yeah, true. And that's actually, side note for that, we got, we got to come back to pack rafting later, because that's pretty interesting stuff, too. All right, if you've been wise and found the blaze, look quickly down your quest to cease, but tarry scant with marvel gaze... Just take the chest and go in peace. So a blaze, I assume that means trail. So yeah, they have, you know, blazes are like the markers they put on trees. Right. If um, the trail is hard to follow or sometimes if it's easy to follow or if you're snowshoeing through the mountains. It could be that. It could be 
some sort of symbol or I don't know. It could be like a rock formation in the shape of like a fire. Who knows? So let me let me just get. So he left like one to three million dollars. Apparently, is that what? Yeah, somewhere in like yeah, I think it's estimated like between one and two million. And he did this because he's like, I don't have anybody to leave it to, and I'm just like want to do something fun. Yeah, that's another good question. Yeah, I, I should have mentioned that earlier. So his motivation was to get people outside. I think he's kind of um, just trying uh-huh. to stir up some people and get get the hype machine going. And it's working because he's, yeah, he's had some features and different things. I have a, I have a, I feel like if you got, I, I mean, I imagine there's people that try to find this thing every year, right? I mean, there's got to be people. That every year, like, yeah, there's tons of people. Like looking around for this all the time. Yeah. You can become obsessed with this. You know what I mean? We will get to that. Interesting. Sure. Interesting. Yeah, there's definitely an obsession and we'll talk about whether that's a good or bad thing. Okay. Keep, keep going. Keep going. So why is it that I must go and leave my trove for all to seek? The answers I already know. I've done it tired, and now I'm weak. So he's kind of like... I, I get that. Yeah, there might be some sort of uh, clue in there. It says there's nine clues in here. I don't know if like that I count nine, but... I, I'm not either. I like that he's kind of touching on this, like, semi-Shakespearean language, you know? Terry mm. scant with gaze and blaze. Yeah, it's and... very creative. I don't know if he's trying... Does he realize that that is not... Like, who says Terry Scant with Marvel Gaze? You know what I mean? Like, I get that it's supposed to be, like, sneaky and, you know, we got to figure it out and all that. But Terry Scant? Come on. Like, does he... I don't know what he's trying to do. I don't know. He's, he's, he's in his 80s, so he's allowed to talk with old English. That's, that's a good point. He has, yeah. Uh, yeah, he can do whatever he wants. That's true. Right. Okay. What's so, the last verse? All right. Stanza. So, Stanza. hear me all and listen good. Your effort will be worth the cold... If you are brave and in the wood, I give you title to the gold. So this officially, I guess, releases the gold to you if you find it. It was his. Now it's yours. I think the, the cold thing, though, like, I don't know. I have this sneaking suspicion that he got to where he was going, and then he, like, picked up the chest and, like, chucked it into the water. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, that would be... Have you seen the Count of Monte Cristo, the one they made, like, in the early 2000s, where, like, he finds a treasure underwater? That's so weird. I was just going to say something about that. That's like one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's an awesome movie. But I think like obviously to find it and to dig it out of the water, like that would take a lot of effort because gold especially is heavy. But if, you know, 42 pounds worth bringing that to the surface would take a lot of effort. But throwing it down there would not. Okay. If you have a million or two in gold, like is that, I mean, you'd have to know the value of gold. Is that like going to be 42 pounds? Is it going to be way heavier? You know, or okay, good. No, 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 no. So, good question. I didn't. We didn't. We didn't break down the treasure itself, but it's there's some. I think I don't know a couple a couple pounds of gold, but there's like a lot of rubies and precious stones and kind of okay. mix of things. Um, I think I read somewhere that, that the chest itself was like so finely crafted. It was like worth thirty thousand dollars by so itself. So, is he just gonna chuck that in a river? That would get like. I think so because then he because yeah he he clarifies that it wasn't something that was for sure buried. He didn't say it was buried. Didn't say it wasn't buried. Let me give you some other fun facts about it. I, I kind of found this guy who has basically okay. I guess read through every possible thing. He's released a couple a couple of books about this and he's gone gone through everything. So he's got like things that are taken as fact, things that are like subjective, and things that just basically Forrest Fenn has said. But let's let's cover the facts. He he's he says it's between five and ten thousand feet elevation. It's at least eight and a quarter miles north of Santa Fe, and it's not in a graveyard or in an outhouse or not associated with a structure. Um, it's not in a mine, a tunnel, or a cave, and where warm waters halt is not a dam. How how let's, how long has this guy been looking for the treasure? Is he like a crazy? Oh, people! This is free. I mean, this is this was put there years ago. So some of these guys, like every year, they're like crazy people. Yeah, these are like yeah. Bigfoot type crazy searching for the treasure people. 
Kind of, except that Bigfoot's like, I feel like is more easy to find. I think you believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> Carl's <laughs> a huge Bigfoot buff, guess. Huge. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that for sure. Yeah. So, okay, let's release back to backpacking and hiking, because we've kind of gone on about his treasure for a long time. And if you want to do more research, obviously you can kind of look at look up things on your own. It is, I think it's interesting. And I first read about this in Backpacker Magazine just to, to give it some more trail cred. But as far as, you know... How, like how this could be a trip. Well, obviously the trip is to go searching and to, to take his book or to take it. He has a, like a map in one of his books that, you know, he basically says it's somewhere on this map, but I'm going to give you three reasons why we should go on this trip and three re And then you tell me kind of where you're leaning. And then I'll give you three reasons why we might want to skip the trip. And then we'll kind of, I'm going to let you come to a conclusion. Okay. So first one is that we've done all sorts of backpacking trips, but for sure, this is a different kind of adventure. Okay. So it kind of mixes it up a little True. bit. Number two is we have some pretty intelligent guys, not us two, but other guys that go with us on the trip. And they might. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Find it. Like, we could be rich, Derek. We could. We could. It would be like City Slickers meets the Count of Monte Cristo, and uh, we <laughs> just have a crazy time. That would be fun. I think that's a good description. Yeah, for sure. Um, no matter where we go, we're going to be... Okay, this is my third one. Kind of combining a bunch of things here. We'll, we'll be able to explore a new area. We'll be off trail, and 
we'll be following kind of a hand-drawn map and a poem rather than contour lines and dotted lines. And of course, as we search, uh, we have a pretty big group, so there'll be a lot of guys to search. We can kind of cover a lot of ground. Does that mean we're going to be splitting up? It could mean all sorts of things. So are you leaning like, does this seem Hmm. like something that we should do? I'm still pondering. I'm still pondering. So let me go to the reasons why we should maybe think about not doing this trip. Uh, My first reason is a Bible verse. Matthew 6, 19 to 20, which says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break into steel, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And I feel like the fellowship mm-hmm. that we have on the trip is definitely like like iron sharpening iron. And I feel like, yeah, like these are treasures that we're storing up. I don't know if they're literally being stored up in heaven, but it's definitely, like I said, iron sharpening iron. It's, de- it's making me a better person to go on the trip. And we're, and we're, we're focusing on the friendship and we're not focusing on obviously anything monetary. So this would change that. Mm. So that's my number one reason to skip it. Uh, my number two is that there's been two people so far confirmed that have died searching for this treasure. Yeah, I mean, sure. But there's people that die backpacking too. Okay, so maybe not, not a big deal. And here's my number three. This is uh, something that definitely a lot of people have thrown out there is, is the treasure really even there? Mm, mm. that was that was one thought i actually had yeah uh so what if he's just like this is just a big hoax and how he's just laughing is, is he dead now is, i imagine he's no, dead no, no, he's still alive how, so, how old is he now like he's 85 so this is just five years ago ish maybe a little bit longer yeah but that he's been interviewing writing books ever since and promoting things you think on his death but he'll be like all right guys here's the gps coordinates go for it Either that or it'll be like, ha, ha. <laughs> that would be rad. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but getting back to your, one of your early questions, like people have genuinely get, become obsessed with this to the point where they're like seeing things. They're like, I think it's up on that ledge. They're like, what? That looks, that's in the shape of a chest. And they like, you know, risk their lives like rappelling down or climbing rocks. And it's you know, right. just a rock. Yeah. So do I want to go or do I not want to go? Is that your, that's, that's left up to me right now? I I think it depends on a few things, okay? Uh, I I do love what we do currently. Like, you know, we have a lot of fun. It's open. Like, we, and what I mean by open is, like, there's no, like, you know, we go on a loop or whatever, but there's a lot of, like, free time to do whatever. It's not like this, like, we have to find this certain thing under this certain amount of, you know, we're crunched for time and blah, blah, blah. So, I like that aspect. Um, on the other end, you know, it's it'd be... How cool would it be to find a buried treasure? Let's be honest. But I think, like you were mentioning, like when you, if you had a group of guys that were all a hundred percent in on doing that, that would be different. Um, and also, you got to understand, like you're going out backpacking for what, let's say three or four days. There's a high probability that you're not going to find anything. Would that mean that your trip would be a complete letdown or waste or is it still like hey we had a really good time anyway knowing we probably wouldn't find it we still had fun going off trail doing a new area blah 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 well with that attitude we're definitely not going to find it (laughs) (laughs) it's like well how many people want to like just search all day or are you just going to be like you know what i mean like i don't know you gotta talk about like how much are you gonna like are you gonna be looking for this thing like new like dawn to dusk or are you gonna be like Right. You know what I mean? I think that as a trip leader, you know, you see somebody kind of lingering with their snack. I'll just point to my watch and be like, hey, less snacking, more searching. Right. Well, and then you, you know, since you like to leave your snacks and powders behind, that wouldn't be a problem for you. You know what I mean? So, (laughs) 
right. I think I don't know. I think I <laughs> lean more towards not doing it. Honestly, um, okay. I think if we were gonna do it, I would do it one year, put everything into it, go for it, understand like you might not find anything, and it might just be like a cool time out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I think the fear would be like, oh, I think we, oh, you know what? I bet if we went here, like you get obsessed with like. Maybe if we did this, you know, you get looped into the the whole thing. And so I wouldn't want to be looped into the whole thing. Right. But I think it'd be fun to try one time for sure. And if, if you're going to do it, go for it. Okay. Based on your answer, it sounds like you said, I don't want to do this, but maybe. Yeah, well, it, like I said, though, if you were listening <laughs> to the details, this is what I mean. This is why you're never going to find the treasure without me because you're not paying attention <laughs> to the stanza's details. Okay. So my stanza details are <laughs> simply this. Uh, yeah, I don't think I would be like drawn to do it unless all of the group guys were like 100 percent in because you don't want to go with like two guys who are like this is dumb like two days in you know and it's like then the trip just becomes lame and you're like right yeah it's, so if you're if everybody's right. all in and you know what to do you know so you're in if everybody else is in i'm in if people are committed to going because i would be committed to going or i think i'm flexible you know i'm like a rubber band if you will so i, I could go either way um <laughs> that sounds like a no to me to get, because to be able to get every guy in is you know, to get him on board is tough. Well, that's like, and yeah, like we can't even get every guy on board to like video our trip. That's like, what I'm saying. Like logically, you know, it's probably not going to happen because people are crazy. We have people going for like, you know, nine mile runs in the rain the night before we're leaving for a trip and they get lost and blah, blah, blah. So how are we going to like arrange a treasure hunt? You know, that's like, I don't, I don't know. know. If this is in a dangerous area though, I can see, you know, that two people have died so far looking for it. I can see like, among our group, like two additional guys dying in the process. Easily. For, Maybe three. Yeah. J- just for negligence. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Anyway, I, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I just wanted to throw it by you. I actually did throw it out to the guys last year and they were a couple guys that were pretty fired up about it. They're like, why haven't we done this before? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, yeah, right. I think if, if we, if we get everybody, whoever was going on the trip committed to it, I would, I would do it for sure. Cause it'd be fun. Cause you don't want okay to drag the trip and so two more two last tidbits before we get to the trivia okay um one thing i didn't mention was that forrest at some point said that somebody that you know people kind of like email him or or tell him what they're thinking and so he he said that at one point somebody came within 200 feet of the treasure which when you think about that being a radius like that's that's, that's still you know like there's a lot going on there so that, how do they know that close. how do they know they're- it's close well he though they don't know that but forrest is, is telling He's not saying who it is. He's just saying somebody has done this. So, all right, let's let's go to the trivia. What do, what do you all got right, for me? Right, okay, I want you. Okay, I have a list here of the top six uh, most famous treasures that have not been found. Still up for grabs. Oh yeah, I already know one of them. Well, we know it's yours is actually on the list. Uh, I'll just say that, <laughs> so that doesn't count. So we won't count that. We'll one. just erase that one. Uh, okay. So I want to see if you can. F- I'll give you three guesses to see if you can get at least two more. Okay, well, <laughs> maybe one more. I'll say one more. Well, I already know one for sure. So I, wait, well, I, I can guarantee okay, you that I know two. One. Okay, we'll try two. Okay, we'll try two. I don't know if I have any other guesses past my one, but the reason why I know one is because there's a show on it that I've been watching with. Oh, yeah? uh, with my wife. Yeah, it's actually pretty fun to watch, and it's called The Curse of Oak Island. Is the name of the show. Curse of Oak Island. Yeah. So, so the Oak okay. Island treasure is is uh, what I'm getting at there. Uh, well, I don't see that on my list. So okay, that's definitely like that's got to be like the number one most famous treasure, especially since the show's All been right. on for like four years. 
All right, I'll, I'll let you enjoy that. Have you heard uh, of that treasure, by the way? No, I've never heard of it. Okay, so it's in like Canada, what? and it's just, there's like crazy stories that that are surrounding it. But basically, it's like in, there's a treasure shaft, and they, you know, the the more you dig, the more it fills up with water. But they're now using modern technology to try to get to it, but they don't know exactly where it is. And it's anyway, it's kind of a disaster, but interesting to watch. That sounds so okay. Yeah, what's interesting is that these guys are like they're motivated to find the treasure. They're not like obsessed with the money necessarily. They just really want to find the treasure. They want to solve the mystery. And so yeah. I think that by if they end up finding the treasure, they'll have put in like double the value of what the treasure is in the process of finding it. Really? Yeah, like millions of dollars. Wow, that's just to find the Wow. Well, that's an obsession. Yeah. So, okay, we'll just we'll just say that that's the top treasure, but okay, just is there anything else that you've ever heard of or are aware of 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 treasures? Of treasures that haven't been found. Well, it's got to be like a pirate treasure like Captain Kid's treasure. Captain Kid, really? Yeah. Really. Yeah, okay. Wrong. So you have no idea is what you're saying. Is uh Right. Okay. So, so I'm guessing Captain Kid's wrong then. So Captain Kid is I thought that was a joke when you said that or a cartoon show, one of the two. Uh, you're kind of in the ballpark. Um, by the way, you lost, so we'll just, we'll get to that later. Okay, let me go with let me go with this one. This one was like found, but then okay. like immediately lost, and only a handful of treasure was taken from this. What? Um, okay. Yeah, the treasure of One-Eyed Willie. Oh boy, here we go. Oh, this is all he has, folks. This is, is, all, that, that's is that not right? Shockingly, is that, no, is that that's, not right? that's not that one there. Okay. I, I not, I'm shocked as well. I thought. Sloth and Chunk had something going there for a while. Yeah, well, they got to Okay, here's here's this one. Here's one you didn't get. Okay, there's the okay. sunken Spanish treasure fleet, which is in Florida, uh, U.S. Okay. It's worth around three hundred thousand dollars worth of gold. I won't get into the details of that. Cause I'll be here all day. Uh, the you can look these up on your own time if you guys want. There's one obviously, okay. and I've heard more information on this one. I could be wrong on this one. The treasure map in the Dead Sea Scrolls. So apparently, in the scrolls, there's a treasure map of Oh. Some type of treasure. Uh, gotcha. So that's that one. So far, so far, I haven't heard of either of these. So I'm guessing these are not common knowledge. These are these are huge. Um, there's also the four. Oh, there's oh, this guy named Forrest Fenn, okay. and he had a treasure. Gotcha. That was one. And then um, there's a Emperor Taduk's uh, secret. Uh, it's kind of like a tomb. Okay. And it's in Vietnam. And apparently there's some gnarly treasure inside of that. Okay, so is your list actually called treasures you probably haven't heard of before? These are all world famous treasures. Maybe I, I just thought I thought of another one, by the way, that's legit. It's a legit answer. To- the guy had 104 wives. I mean, it says it's gold filled secret tomb somewhere in Vietnam. So I don't know. Okay, you know. So there's one. There's another treasure that's actually some people think is is what's buried with Oak Island is the Knights the Knights Templar treasure. What's that? That's not on your list. Are you serious? No, dude. What what website are you on? I'm on. I'm not even going to tell you. I don't want you to cheat. Okay. Is it was it made by? Is it like a PowerPoint made by a kid like in second grade? <laughs> <laughs> These are legit. There's the dynamite <laughs> treasure of Victory Vict, uh, Victorio Peak. This is in yeah. New Mexico. Okay. Okay. I just feel like you're like these could be legit treasures, but they're just subjectively chosen, not by fame or fortune. Just they're like random treasures that might be out there somewhere. These are ranked as the top. I'm just this is what I'm telling you. The desert stranded pearly galleon. Okay, I don't know. I don't even know what that means. Right. Uh, Apparently, apparently, there's a great hulking ship in the middle of the desert. 
uh, I don't know if you ever saw Sahara with uh, Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> where there was a giant warship in the middle of the desert, something like that. What about Lost, where there's a ship in the middle of the island? That is quite possible as well, if there's black smoke nearby. I don't right. think there's any black smoke in California. That I no, know, not with all the fires going on. Yeah, no, that's well, then I, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Touche. That was good. Uh, yeah, so those are the top six. So, you okay. know, you got them all wrong. So, I gotta but say, I like yours. Yours are good. Okay, I got to say, that might be the least interesting trivia question you've thrown at us so far. <laughs> Don't downgrade my trivia to make yourself feel better. That's well, I, okay, so next time I'll ask you a trivia question. I'll find the most obscure possible answers. And then <laughs> you've already make, done this. You've already done this. Fun of you for not knowing them. Look, you wanted to do treasure hunts, and this these are big treasure hunts that people okay. have continuously tried to find. Look, right. you pull out one on Willie. That was the week. Like you brought out Forrest Fenn's Shakespearean poem and had me try to decode it, and I, I enjoyed that. I I tried to you know absorb that. Let me let me ask you this question: Of all the treasures you just listed, which one is Nicolas Cage likely to go after next? Oh, great question. Um, I'm gonna say the dead guy's tomb, Goldfield tomb. That okay. feels like that feels right, you know. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. So who is he going to have to like, what's he going to have to steal or kidnap that's like morally questionable to make that happen? Something, probably something from the Pentagon, some kind of document. Okay. And then right. he'll have to get a visa to go to Vietnam. Right. Right. But it's a movie. so Maybe he can't get his visa because he's like under house arrest for all the other theft he's done. And uh, he just like yeah. doesn't care. So he'll have to take an illegal boat right over there then. That's probably right. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, all right, Carl. I think we've gone down the rabbit hole deep enough tonight. Um, what do we? Let's talk about what we're going to be talking about next week. This is a fun one. What, what do we? What's next episode about? Okay, so this next one, probably more rabbit holes involved, but it's entitled "Throwing Rocks at Drones." Next week we'll be talking about drones and technology. That should be uh, an adventure in itself. And uh, I want to thank everybody for keeping uh, tuned in and uh, part of the team. Excited to keep going here, and uh, next week we'll be continuing back on the trail of creating that perfect backpacking trip for everybody, so stay tuned. And remember, guys, it is not backpacking unless there's a few blisters along the way. Thank you. I want to fly around the world. Carl, um, actually, I found an extra stanza uh, in Forrest Fenn's poem, and this this could be huge. Uh, I don't know. I found I found it in the black depths of the internet, and it's something to this effect. How hasn't this foundeth my splendor under the arbor tree? Deepeth in the water I fell and sprained my ankleeth. However, if I had a first aideth kit that led me back to my car and I left. I mean, I don't know. Like, what does that, is that going to help us, you think? I don't know if that's, wait. Oh, wait, right here, dude. He has a GPS location, like, right on the back of his stanza. Like, nobody's even turned the stanza around. Like, turn the poem around and you have GPS coordinates. Like, how hard is that? Stupid. Solved. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. 
Point TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.